Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more. A good friend of the show and Limerick mum, Eleanor McSherry, is on the line. Good morning, Eleanor. Good morning, Joe. So suddenly the booster campaign is massively in the news this morning because yeah. of real worries about the Omicron variant, how quickly it's spreading in England at a phenomenal rate over there and very, very quickly here now. And suddenly they're talking about an effort meeting on Thursday, despite a minister saying yesterday that there were very unlikely to be any further restrictions before Christmas. Now everything is up in the air and they're trying to push the booster campaign campaign and the gap between the last and the first booster. But in your specific case uh, and your family's specific case, what's been happening? Well, I went for my booster with my youngest son. We're both asthmatics and we had our second um, our second vaccine back in June. And I just presume my son with autism, who you, you know more than anybody should need to know about anybody uh, on the show, um, we heard nothing from him. Uh, from his service, right? He's in a day service. He was used to be in the National Learning Network and he's now in a HSE service. He moved from one to the other. He's 23 now, isn't he? He's 23 now. So um, so he moved into this new service, which is to help him, you know, uh, be more independent and everything, which is great. And so I rang them and I said, look, I'm going for mine. I said, you know, what am I supposed to do with poor Dennis? And they said, look, we've heard nothing. We don't know what's happening. And I said, what? I said, the last time we'd webinars, we'd phone calls with the HSC, we were all bought online, we were shown how it was going to work, how consent was going to work and all that kind of stuff. And it was in a special centre. And she said, nothing, nada. Right, so I, I thought, look, he's probably on some list somewhere, so I just hunkered down. And then I saw that Anne Rabbit TD posted last, on the 9th of December, I'm told all residential service users have been offered a booster, as have 75% of the staff. Vaccines for, for people attending day services is ongoing and should be finished by the end of the week. Last week, right? Um, heard nothing, right? Because I was livid. I was livid. I said, how can she say that day services have all been done or are nearly done when we don't have any information? We've nothing. Right, so I, I I had had my booster, so I said to my husband, he was going up for the walk-in on Saturday, and I said, ask them. Because when I was in getting my booster, I had a chat with the girl, and she said, listen, we'll do him here. Just bring him in here, if you haven't heard back. So I said to my husband, you ask them when you go in. And they said, oh, no, we're doing Moderna. You know, we're doing Moderna only up until Christmas. We're not going to be taking anybody. And he said, well, what am I supposed to do? My, like, how can the whole household, the most vulnerable member, not be boosted? So so I then got on to the HSC and I rang them and I said, what am I supposed to do? And they said, well, check with your pharmacy or GP. Now, my GP is only doing over 65, so that was a no-go. I rang a load of pharmacies in around Limerick and they were, oh, we're not doing it anymore. We don't know why we're on that HSE list. So I rang back the HSE and I said, okay, listen. I said, I'm wrong. I've done exactly what you've told me to do. I've been to the centre. I said, what am I supposed to do? And the guy went, no word of lie. This is not my problem. So I went, what? I said, it is your problem. I said, there's no point in telling me that this vulnerable person who's in the cohort, who's in the group that you're telling me, and you're telling me now the 40-year-olds are going to get vaccinated before he is. And he said, well, you know, it's not my problem. I don't have that kind of information. So I said, can you put me through to the centre? So then at least I'll know 
when they're getting in Pfizer. Oh, we don't have that information. I said, wait a second now. You're at HSE, but you don't have a number for your own centre. I said, does that not seem like A, incompetence, or B, you know, a little bit worrying that you can't contact? Well, it's above my pay grade. I said, Grant, put me on to supervisor. Oh, there's no supervisor here today. So I was like, oh, for flip's sake. So I put it on Twitter, and I put it on Facebook, and people from all over the country started contacting me and getting back to me going, oh, it's the same here, it's the same here, all over the country. All of these vulnerable people with intellectual disabilities who are young adults who are very vulnerable, who have underlying comorbid conditions, and none of them have been told what's happening. We're chatting to Eleanor McSherry about her 23-year-old son and the booster vaccine. So what's happened then? Was there an effort made to uh, give your son the vaccine? Well, since I said I was going on here, um, I got a phone call this morning from the head of the vaccine centre and offering him uh, a visor vaccine, which are coming in on Friday, which nobody seemed to know about before. But uh, it took them 20 minutes to find him on the system. Um, And there was a lot of doubt, I might add. Uh, You know, are you sure? And I said... I'm sure that he's autistic. I, I, I think I would have known by now, gone through all I've been through. But, yeah, no, I was... I was but but just to be clear about one thing, Eleanor, I mean, did you bring him at, so, at one point to uh, a centre? No, I didn't. I tried to get him into the centre up up above, you see. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we, my husband had been in there last Saturday. He went in at 8 o'clock. Um, and he was in and out, and they were. Um, and in fairness to them, Joe, in the centre, they're brilliant. They're lovely. They'll do anything for anybody, but their their hands are tight. But there's no connectivity between the guys on the telephone that you're talking to to the centre. Let's be clear that they don't seem to have any way of talking to each other, which seems bonkers to me. But they've offered him a vaccine Friday, but this morning he woke up with the cold, so now he has to go for a PCR test. Which I don't know how I'm going to get him through because for. He has to get vac- He has to get um, sedated to get the vaccine. So I don't know what a PCR okay. test is going to do. So let's be clear about this. I mean, we are waiting for the HSC to give us a response to this, and when it comes through, we will give it uh, prominent coverage here on the show. But you're yeah. saying that since we contacted them, because you contacted us, yeah. you have received a call directly, and he has now been offered yeah. um, a booster. But you're not sure you can take it because you say PCR test to come. PCR test, yeah. And like, it's just, isn't it just crap? (laughs) Pardon my French, but it is. It's crap because now he has to go through this. You know what I mean? He can't go back to his centre now until he has the PCR test. He can't get the vaccine because he has to have a PCR test. Now we've had, my, my eldest son had a cold and he had three PCR tests and it wasn't COVID, but we're obviously all got a cold. So he has to go out and have a PCR test and it's probably just a cold that two of us have already had and got over and are back in work. And But, you know, he has to go through it now because, uh, you and, know. And how does your son uh, react to the jab? Oh, listen, um, we brought him in for a booster when he was 13. We brought him in. The school, I said to the school, look, he's not great with, with vaccines. He goes a bit mad. And he's a bit bigger now, so I said I don't want to bring him into school. So we brought him out to Dora Doyle to get it done. He punched the nurse, ran out of the centre, ran around the car park screaming they're trying to kill me in his vest. So, and he, that was when he was, 
I'd say four foot seven. Now he's five or he's six foot two. And he's like, there's no way if he decided to run, I wouldn't be able to catch him. So we have to sedate him with Xanax to get him in the door. Like, so it's tough. Yeah, it is. It is. And I don't like, and he doesn't like, but he knows he's, he wants to have the vaccine. You know what I mean? Like I he knows yeah, he's yeah. very, very conscious of it. He doesn't want to die. He he reads and he listens an awful lot to what's going on. He, they're all going on about boosters. He's waiting for his booster. It's terrible. It's terrible to do that somebody who who wants it but can't get it. You're offering it to everybody in the land. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm hearing about it every night and I'm screaming abuse at TV because, you know, it's it's just really unfair when we're hearing the whole time. They're done. They're not yeah. done. The vulnerable people in Ireland are not done. We're being, we're being told we're, we're rolling out yeah. everybody else, but these people aren't even finished yet. Yeah, yeah. Tom is asking, Joe, is a friend of the show like being in a Masonic order? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it isn't <laughs> in a Masonic order. <laughs> and another listener says, please thank Eleanor because of her constant working and campaigning for all our vulnerable children and people in this community uh, comes in oh. from a, another moment which is a very nice thing to hear but yeah. as you say you're getting lots of messages from people around the country who find themselves in a similar situation yeah. um, at least you've now been offered um, yeah. the jab um, yeah. but on top of all of that of course we're all worried about Omicron suddenly yeah. and we're all worried now again about the next couple of weeks and what Neffet might say on Thursday this thing just never ends yeah, you know, and, and look, and I've been on before talking to you about it. It's it's one of those kind of things that you're kind of going through. You're waiting for the next hit. I'm not. I know an awful lot of people are very optimistic. It'll take a year. So we were all thinking it would be two years. We're now going into our third year. I mean, it took Spanish flu. Was it five to ten years before they really felt things got back to normal? That's that's what's going to happen. And, and, you know, I, I listen to all the experts like everybody else and, and there could be more coming down the line. But, like, get the system right. Don't have these, these mess-ups. Don't have us waiting and watching television being told go in for boosters and walk-in centres. I couldn't get him into walk to stand in a walk-in centre. Any parent... Well, can, I, can I say, in, def- in, in, you know, in some defence of the HSE here, yeah, yeah. is not part of the problem that under pressure politicians, not all of them, but yeah. a certain proportion of them, over-promise. Oh, okay, of they, course. They don't then have to physically deliver this. No. But the people who do yeah. are going, uh, hang on a second. Yeah. We don't have X, Y and Z. We don't have our ducks in a row. You yeah. can't be making that promise because we can't keep it. Well, this is it. And, and, and as I said, the guys in the, in the, in the centre are fantastic. They're fantastic. They were lovely. You're in and out. It's super quick. It's very efficient. In fairness, when I was speaking to her about my son, she said, bring him up. We'll, we'll sort him out in the car. Just, just give us a heads up when you're coming in. So my husband went in. That's exactly what they did. And they, they were devastated. They couldn't give it to him. They were devastated. And they're lovely. And they couldn't do enough for you. But it was, what happened was the next tear up that I went speaking to had nothing for me and had no information. And to be honest with you, they're probably just people on the phone who don't sorry, have a clue I'm, I'm what's just going like on. confused about one thing. So he did go up to the centre. No, my husband went oh, up husband, to the centre. Yeah, sorry. he was getting his booster. You sorry, think. sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it's like, as I said, 
there seems to be lack of communication between each tier. And then, as I said, when you have ministers coming out and saying all these people are done without them being done, it distresses people. It frightens them. Yeah, you know, it does. It does. There's no doubt in the middle of winter as well. And anyway, okay. Well, listen. That first of all, it is good. I'm glad that after we raised it, you did get a call. They yes, did find so much. find him on the system, and they've offered a jab for Friday. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, yes. the PCR test comes back not detected, as they say, and he's able to get it. But as you say, there are other people out there who exactly. are in similar. You're getting lots of messages one. from Limerick and around the country. So clearly it, it needs to be on the, the HSC agenda. It does. All right, Thank we, you. We, listen, we, we, we wish you well. Thanks, Eleanor, for t- chatting to us this morning. We appreciate your time as always. No worries. Take care. That's Eleanor McSherry uh, there. As I say, we have, as you quite rightly heard there, been in touch with uh, the um, uh, HC, the relevant people on this and... Uh, when we get a, a statement, then uh, we will absolutely bring it to you uh, comprehensively. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more.